Welcome to Commerce Chefs, a quirky and thought-provoking show for future-focused commerce leaders. We're going to pit the world's most brilliant, inspiring, and driven D2C visionaries, the Commerce Chefs, with riveting questions to uncover their secret ingredients at the intersection of passion, performance, and leadership in practice. For the past decade, we've led teams of designers, strategists, and digital wizards at one of the leading e-com agencies in the country to help brave brands become enduring classics. And we're here to indefinitely borrow the strategies and pro tips that will make us all better leaders and make the brands we lead better too. Tom, how much do you know about NFTs? Hmm, can't say I know too much. I mean, I'm more of like a Roy Bose or a chai tea kind of guy. Huh? Well, like like I've never bought NFTs before. I've I've dabbled in green teas. I've had some black teas, red teas. Oh, oh, buddy, no, 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 not NFTs. NFTs, non fungible tokens. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um. Well, fungi teas are good too. I guess. I mean, I know they're good for you. Ugh, no, NFTs, the digital products that are based in the Web3 space. Oh, NFTs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why didn't you just say so? Yeah, so you, you don't know much about them, do you? I can't say I'm an expert, but I certainly am learning more every day. What a wonderful world Web3 can offer. Right? You know, we should dig into this more with someone who knows a bit more about it than we do. I agree. Oh, hey, do you think I could buy NFT tea? Ha! Now I'm just teasing myself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. So, Anna, thank you for joining us uh, on Commerce Chefs today. We are excited to speak with you about novel Web3 NFTs and that beautiful world of things that go along with it. Um, but first, let's start. Uh, would you mind giving us your, your full name, um, your role at, at Novel, and uh, we can get started with that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, my name is Anna Mersey. I'm the Chief Revenue Officer and Co-Founder of Novel. Amazing. Um, so we will talk about Novel in a moment, but I know Kyle and I are both burning to know. Uh, we ask everybody this, um, but what is your go-to morning routine when you want to have a successful kick-ass kind of day? That is a great question. I am a kind of tried and true early bird. I always have been. So I usually get up right around six and give myself an hour to kind of get ready for the day, get into things, um, make food, maybe go on a run. Um, I'm usually at my desk or at a coffee shop by 7am and I get about three hours of super deep work done, kind of unbothered work um, before I jump into the day. And what I love about that is one, it's when my mind is the most clear. I find that I'm hyper productive in the morning, but mm. two, it leaves me more available to my team later on in the day um, because I've gotten some of those big block tasks out of the way. Um, and you know, this is my routine at my last company and this one now, and I find it's 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 pretty solid. I also recently did a caffeine detox, and so I just swapped my my two lattes a day for just one green tea. And Amazing. now I actually wake up with more energy. And so that's made the routine even better. I love that. Uh, this is not a sponsored plug by any stretch, but I'm also <laughs> uh, caffeine free uh, for the last month and a half. I've been using, um, it's a product called Mudwater. Uh, it's a chai tea based uh, uh, coffee alternative. I've been loving it. And uh, yeah, I don't have a promo code to share, but um, anyway, there you go. 
I'm a big fan of mud water. Yeah. Oh, are you? Are yeah, you? that's great. <laughs> oh man, I gotta get on the mud water train. Then I think that's my takeaway from today. There it is. There it, there is. it is. I just totally uh, well, thanks for sharing the conversation. That. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, if, if you're not if you're not into mud water, Kyle, you're not into mud water. You just, I'll just see myself out. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Um, all right. So let's get back to the good stuff then. Um, appreciate the morning routine, getting things done, making yourself available to your team. Um, super important and really, I think, good as a as a leader to get that sort of self-acknowledgement uh, of, of where you're at your best and when you're at your best. Um, but yeah, we, we'd love to know a little bit more about your story, Anna. You mentioned another you know past company, but um, yeah, just tell us a little bit about your story, where you came from, and, and what brought you to co-founding Novel. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my past company was in the fintech space. Um, we were working in emerging markets, giving bank accounts to folks who were previously cash-based. Um, mm. Given the markets we were in, crypto was heavily top of mind for us. Um, and then I met my co-founder, Roger, um, shortly after that company. Um, Roger comes from the Shopify ecosystem. He's built multiple products in that space and has kind of become an expert in that arena. And the first time we met, I'd say we paced Union Square for about four hours just talking <laughs> through different business ideas. And when we looked at the Web3 ecosystem, you know, for what it was at the time, it was incredibly esoteric, exclusive, almost mm -hmm. intentionally so with like this gate kept know-how um, and all these disparate pieces you had to pull together to launch a collection and give real value back to holders. And then on top of that, you had to hire an entire dev team to do it. And so what we really set out to build was a true bridge between Web 2 and Web 3, you know, a more approachable way for newcomers to enter the ecosystem without needing to be some sort of expert in the blockchain. So this is like really a, a thing I think we need to dive into is for those of us that aren't attuned to what's happening in Web3 and NFTs and everything, especially that's relatively, you know, new in e-commerce space, like, can you break it all down to us for like, like we're fifth graders? What What is going yeah, on here? And Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I get that question a lot. <laughs> And so kind of as a baseline, I like to think of NFTs as a way to supercharge your existing Web2 communities and to give meaningful value and rewards back to them. Um, and so, you know, one way I like to think of NFTs is like a single access point for value, whereas before you have like 10 different places a customer has to engage to see value. You know, they have to engage in Instagram comments, sign up for a mailing list add a membership program and then input a discount code. An NFT is a single access point to leverage a host of value from community to rewards. And I'll give an example of kind of how that all-in-one solution takes place. This was one of our first customers, a company called RunGum. They're a caffeinated shoe. Um, Tom, we, we huh? love RunGum, but we've ditched the caffeine. Um, <laughs> I need to know more about that. Yeah, you guys don't, you're not buying any of this. Um, yeah. It's actually an incredible product. I, um, it's, it's incredible for like, if you're about to go on a run and you don't want to, you know, have a lot of pre-workout, you chew gum instead. Amazing. Of run gum. That's cool. Um, but so what they did is they launched an entirely new ambassador program with an NFT collection. Um, and it was an incredibly comprehensive launch. They essentially dropped this token exclusively for brand ambassadors. 
the brand ambassadors bought the token and it gave them a $150 credit to an exclusive storefront that was NFT accessed only. And mm. that storefront gave you access to a host of merchandise, running kits, um, you know, special gum that you could only access if you were an ambassador. And so there you got exclusive products, a discount code, and this like badge of honor for being an ambassador all through a single NFT drop. Um, and so, right. you know, it's, it's incredibly practical, despite how we traditionally think of Web3. And I was just going to be a fifth grade for a second. And okay, so love the practicality of the NFT drop. And how does that differentiate from just, like, I don't know, providing like a unique code or a, a, a password, right? All those things just to, to get a discount or to get access. Like what's, what's different that's going on with an NFT? I think the biggest piece, um, there's two that I think of. One is that NFTs are foolproof. A discount code can be shared. Passwords can be leaked. Um, You know, hidden product pages can be leaked as well. And NFT is a way to make sure that the people you want to give value to are the ones actually getting it. Um, So that's piece one. Piece two is the interoperability of NFTs, where the NFT can serve as a key to multiple parts of your business, whereas a discount code can't. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think, a beautiful way to to break that down. So discount code, you know, only applies in this one circumstance on this one channel. Um, it, yeah. And, and all of, I think, the downsides that I know our listeners have experienced or at least fought with in the past. Um, it's a beautiful way to simplify and streamline uh, what that looks like. Um, and so I, I know you use that word esoteric. I think that is used... Uh, not as frequently as it should be, but I, I believe it's a perfect uh, way to describe the Web3 and NFT space. And I know when we first spoke, Anna, uh, when I came to know a little bit more about Novel, um, I mean, this is something that I've been looking into, and I, I think people aren't always sure, where can I go to find more about this? What does it really mean? How is it something I can use? And I, I just love the simplicity that Novel brought to the table that essentially is to say, you know, you help with that problem on an end-to-end basis, start to finish. It's no code. So the accessibility and the utilitarian uh, element of how this can be applied within a brand or e-commerce setting is is beautiful. And you really look after the creation, the, the drop or the facilitation of that drop, the onboarding of uh, the customers. Um, so, you know, brands take note. Uh, you know, Novel is going to help do the work uh, for you to get your customers on board here. And also the, the utility or, or the, the sort of key component of the NFT being a useful part of the overall holistic uh, brand experience. So um, I just want to say kudos to you and the Novel team for uh, working that product piece out. The integration with Shopify looks phenomenal. Um, so I mean, you gave that one example of how this could be used, but I think from your standpoint or, or your team's standpoint, how does Web3 offer something new to brands and to consumers? So you sort of have this this uh, connection here, what does it add that they might not know about or that they haven't considered yet? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, when we talk about Web3, we often think about or or hear about this concept of a metaverse, this Mm -hmm. world that is outside of our own, kind of this far, far away land that lives digitally where you own products and walk around and have friends. Um, But Web3 (laughs) is much more real life and everyday than that. And I can give two examples of what I mean. One is um, Front of House, which is one of our brands that we've worked with. Um, 
this is more of a retail use case that really taps into what you experience IRL. They're essentially a subscription to restaurant reservations. Front of house has made it easy to get walk-in tables at restaurants that are notoriously hard to book across New York City. Mm. Um, That is incredible real life value that you can use, you know, every evening when you're going out to dinner with friends or your partner. Um, They're also doing cool things like airdropping a specific item NFT to token holders picture like a glass of champagne that you can show to the bartender to then redeem a free glass of champagne with your dinner. And so that's one use case where you're really making consumers feel special. Um, you're giving, you're layering on that exclusivity, but it's completely tapped into real life. The second mm-hmm. piece is a web version of a Kickstarter. And this is probably one of my favorite applications. Um, one of our brands, Taika, did this to fund the development of a new product. Um, Taika Coffee, they dropped an NFT collection in collaboration with Friends with Benefits, which is a pretty well-known NFT community. Um, essentially, if you bought the NFT, it crowdfunded the development of a new product. But if you held the NFT, you had voting rights into what that product would be. And then once that product was created, you're, you get exclusive access to buy the product itself. And so thinking about kind of iterating on new products, but giving your consumer a real voice to what they want, um, Web3 is an incredible way to do that. Um, And so we're seeing this Kickstarter use case pick up more and more where brands are essentially launching an NFT before they're launching real products to bring their newest consumers into the fold of what they're building right from the get-go. That's so cool. Wow, that's fascinating. Okay, so this is someone's listening they're like this is this is it this is this is amazing i can see where this is and then they go to they 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 do the old google nft and they're like where do i start and i think there's there's something you got to tell us Anna, about how how novels helping make web3 nfts all that kind of stuff more accessible more democratic how to use a platform help kind of bridge that gap. Yeah. Um, Tom did a great job giving that overview. Um, you've made my job well, easy. You. So thank you, Tom. Um, <laughs> our tool is entirely no code. And I like to to say, you know, we've done for Web3 what Shopify did for e-com, where anyone should be able to go in, set up a collection, launch it, and add benefits without needing to hire a whole team of engineers. And with Novel, we have two core functions. One is this NFT builder where you can import artwork or art layers and generate an entire collection that you can launch next to your everyday products on a Shopify store. Um, There's also the consumer on-ramp piece where when you launch an NFT collection directly on Shopify, we've set it up so that you're leveraging Shopify checkout to purchase the NFT. And so your consumers are getting an experience that is the equivalent to a traditional e-commerce experience. So you have the, kind of the NFT deployer on one side. Then you have token gating for products, content, and discounts. And think of a token gate as an NFT paywall. It essentially says, do you have this NFT? If so, then you get access to these things. Um, and we've made it you know, as easy as checking a few boxes to say um, members of this NFT collection can get 20% off of these products, as well as other... T- you know, gated utility, like getting access to a community. Um, and I think the key here in the way we've built it is that you don't need to be a blockchain expert um, or really know anything about it to use any of these features. I, I think that's that's super well said to Anna. The um, I didn't really think about it uh, that well, so I'm glad you did speak to it. The What you do, 
for NFTs and Web3, uh, what Shopify did for e-commerce. So uh, for the code Luddites like myself, uh, it's quite rusty. Um, I know that the prospect of this um, is really awesome. Um, and, and yeah, I think once, I think that's the whole reason we wanted to bring this up and, and chat with you in more detail is I think once people can get their heads wrapped around what this idea is, what opportunities it opens up and can and can start being more um, infatuated with the opportunity that it can provide instead of sort of scared or put off with what they don't know about it. Um, I think this could just be such a cool way for brands uh, to interact uh, with their customers, to build community uh, with their customers. And, and I think at the end of the day, what I, I don't know what, what you think here, Anna, but I really see a big... Uh, progression towards community, uh, like you said, value um, and loyalty. Uh, I think this is just a great way to help build that uh, in a really strong, personalized way. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're bringing your consumers closer to the brand, and then you're also bringing your consumers closer to each other where they can geek out over the products they're buying. Um, and you know, I've made multiple friends across Web3 communities that I'm a part of because it's a community around, you know, some shared love of something, whether it's a brand or a certain topic. Um, and I think bringing your community closer to each other is a really powerful piece of it, too. It locks them in. Yeah. And uh, this is a Sesame Street kind of moment, but it, that's what community uh, is all about, I think. So um, there you go. <laughs> Circle of friends. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, uh, can you show me how to get to NFT Street? All right, um, this this is something that comes up a lot, um, either in in my reading or research. Wait, do you, what? What? Wait, do you think? Do you? <laughs> my delay is killing me here, but I just need to know. We need to take a poll uh, in in the metaverse, and uh, if and when this happens. Can we go to Sesame Street? <laughs> if, if Sesame Street enters Web 3, then I think you have a pretty good shot. I love that. Your, okay. your avatar can walk down Sesame Street. You could be Big Bird, Kyle. <laughs> okay, sorry, Tom. I just need to get Anna's like, expert opinion on this. I need to know for my, my It's future. true. It's, it's probably one of the more important questions. <laughs> Tom, back to you. Okay. <laughs> um, Anna, something that comes up, I think, a lot in Web3, in, especially in the NFT space, um, is is the idea or the conversation around sustainability, um, you know, this requiring, uh, you know, gasoline and, and energy and uh, servers and, you know, that requirement of, of the blockchain. Um, I've sort of seen in a lot of reading sustainability, the NFT space, they don't always seem to, to jive and, and we get a, a lot of, I think, conflicting points of view. But um, I'd just love to hear a little bit more about how Novel's taken an approach to sustainability, either with the platform or practices uh, or the community. I mean, if you could speak a little bit more toward that, uh, I'm certainly interested to know. Yeah, absolutely. The um, sustainability critique is a fair one. Um, and I'd say it's more of a critique of not blockchain itself, but a very specific implementation of blockchain technology. Mm. And so we've chosen to work on the blockchain called Polygon, um, all of our NFT drops deployed to Polygon, and it's a much more energy efficient blockchain solution. Um, the the a statistic that I think really showcases that is minting an NFT on Polygon consumes the same amount of energy as sending two emails. So in coordinating oh, wow. this podcast um, call, 
we did more damage to the environment than minting an NFT on Polygon. Um, so we're, we're really proud partners of Polygon. We're excited to work with them. On top of that, gas fees are much lower on the Polygon blockchain, and therefore we're able to cover all gas fees for consumers. So you never need to own any cryptocurrency when you're buying an NFT with Novel. Um, so it's much more user-friendly and happy for the environment. Well, okay. So that uh, set us in our shoes a bit. So we should work with Google a bit now on uh, making emails a little more friendly. <laughs> yeah that's that's a really i mean and and we just um it's good timing actually we um tooting our own horn here our own horn here but we just submitted our b corp um application or our assessment to become b corp certified so we just have gone through even a whole bunch of like materiality assessment for the impact we have on the environment and communities around us and and you really you know you don't you don't realize how much is 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 happening and how much is being missed. I, I love that you just even pointed that out. Um, how, how, how burdensome even like emails and servers. Right. And so that's great that you're taking those steps. I'm, I'm curious to know what, like, what else do you see is important right now to consumer sustainability is something that's coming up a lot, you know, and that's an important piece. Maybe you want to talk more about that or what else is kind of coming up as important to consumers right now and how's nfts meeting those expectations um absolutely you're certainly seeing consumer demand for a more sustainable web3 ecosystem and therefore you're seeing other blockchains moving towards sustainability which is i think a great movement within the ecosystem um from the brands or the communities that they're buying nfts from consumers are really looking for nfts to provide real value beyond a cash grab um, and namely on the brand side, they want their voices to be heard by their favorite brands. They want to have a say in what's created. And like the examples we've talked through, Web3 is a really incredible tool for that. You know, you can now treat your top fans the same way you treat influencers, if not better, where they're the ones who get access to exclusive products, um, a say in what you're creating. Um, you know, imagine giving your top consumers a premium customer support line, you know, if they have the NFT. And then a part of that, if they buy in early, they're also getting upside to, to kind of the result of the feedback they've given. So if you have a community built product and it's doing really well, the NFT that gets you access to that product can then um, benefit the consumer because they can always resell that token in the secondary market. So um, consumers are really looking for that voice and to get value back for it. Um, and NFTs are an incredible way to do that. Yeah, that's great. Okay. That's interesting. Is it, is there anything else in that space that you're seeing in terms of like consumer trends before we zoom out and just talk about e-com in general, anything else in the consumer space that you're seeing? Um, in terms of what consumers are asking for or what brands are doing in the consumer space? A bit of both and how they intersect with NFTs and what you're doing at Web3. Yeah, I mean, I um, we're definitely moving now that Web3 has entered this sort of bear market. We're certainly moving out of speculative value Web3 where people yeah. are buying NFTs for the sole purpose of making money off of them. And you're seeing a much more utility driven approach and community members really demanding a roadmap from the communities that they've bought NFTs from. And so that's where tools like Novel come in, because if you can imagine you did this NFT drop, but your NFTs are no longer trading. That puts Web3 communities in a pretty tough position from a capital standpoint in terms of, you know, they're no longer making ongoing royalties from their NFTs trading in the secondary market. And so the cost of hiring developers 
to give utility to your collection and help deliver on your roadmap is no longer within reach for a lot of these communities. And so having a no-code tool to layer on things like exclusivity, community-gated chats um, really supports the ecosystem. Yeah. Really interesting. Okay, and Tom, I before we zoom out a little bit to ecom, is there anything else you wanted to dig in on on NFTs? And I know this is a space close to your uh, close to your mind. Close Tom, to do my, you own my, any NFTs? Got a full wallet. Uh, I I don't. Um, and I I think I think mostly because, and you touched on this, Anna, is it it's been a big area of interest of mine. Um, but I think because it's been so speculative, uh, and because uh, you know whether you want to blame any external factor, uh, the market overall, or uh, or maybe my wife, or or just sort of fear and and kind of um, me not me knowing I don't know enough. Maybe um, I, I've never I've never pulled the trigger. I've never uh, kind of jumped in. Um, and I just I love the framing that you've brought to this because it's it's always the conversation that I have you know around the fire or with friends like you know, I'm grossly generalizing here, but you know, oh, NFTs are so stupid. I don't get it. What a waste of money. Uh, you're, you're spending all your hard earned money on, on something that's nothing. Um, and, and you know, whether you want to dissect that or not, but what you're talking about is true utility. It's true value. It's a true way. Um, it's a, it's a form of, of connection and currency in and of itself. Um, and so this, this space, this sort of world and, uh, description that, that you've brought to the table today on Web3 and on NFTs. I mean, that's certainly something I'll be uh, keeping my eye out for and certainly something from a practical standpoint that I could see engaging in very quickly. So uh, that was a long way of saying I don't currently, but I I see myself being there uh, in the very near future. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. When I first kind of entered into the ecosystem, I had no idea where to place my bets. Um, And so I really focused on creators that I wanted to get closer to and that I wanted to support directly. Mm -hmm. I think a bet on Web3, if we kind of put D2C for a side for a moment, is really a bet on the creator economy and and supporting creators early on so that they don't have to rely on followers and algorithms. Um, And so those were kind of the the first NFTs that I bought were, you know, small curated artists, musicians, um, projects that I thought were interesting just from a personal interest standpoint. And then that that taught me how difficult it was to even do something like support an artist through Web3 and hence novel. Um, but yeah. I think yeah. that's a good place to start. That's great. No, that's really good. I think that, I mean, Tom, to what you said and, and, and a, you know, why novel kind of came about was that barrier sometimes feels like such a big thing for people to kind of, as a brand or as a consumer, just kind of enter into. So it's, it's great to see that. Democratization, yeah. I think, was the word that we we're talking about earlier of, of using novel as a platform to make that accessible. So I love it. And I want to, I want to zoom out your, your brain Anna, just for a minute, since, you know, I feel like you've got some insights now we're all heading into a bit of a precarious, um, months, year, who knows of the next little while in e-com, but what do you see is going on in the future of e-com? What does it look like to you? What's, you know, what's, coming up, what's going away, what's on the horizon, all things, not just NFTs and Web3, but just everything that you're seeing. Yeah. I mean, right now there's a very clear trend. Um, Brands are finding very creative ways to get around high customer acquisition costs. Um, Mm -hmm. It's leveraging the creator economy or a high-end tailored membership program that's more than just giving points. 
I think it's pretty clear that brands can no longer win through bidding on AdWords or running Facebook ads. Um, and so you're also seeing an increase yeah. focused on loyalty and retention. And, you know, per this conversation, that's where Web3 and supercharged communities really enter the mix. Um, but I think, you know, if there's anything that's clear right now, it's that if you continue doing what has been done for the last 10 years and you don't step into the opportunity of, of community and, and therefore Web3, um, you're likely going to fall behind. Boom. All said. That, that's the soundbite right there. I'm putting that on my LinkedIn <laughs> from Anna. From Anna. <laughs> Love that. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Uh, that was so good. No, that's really well said, Anna. Thank you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, truly. Um, so that kind of brings me again, sort of, we've zoomed, we've gotten really tight. We've zoomed back out. Um, we work uh, pretty much exclusively with D2C founders. Um, that's who's sort of listening. This This certainly will be a a paradigm and a approach that we will very much be um, talking about, I think, quite frequently in the days and months to come. Um, but I think we'd just both love to know from from your standpoint as, as a founder yourself, um, what what's some advice or encouragement that you have for our D2C founders out there, um, you know, based on what's happened the last two years, based on what's coming for the next two years, uh, I mean, the, the rate of change and shift is monumental. Um, I, f- I feel like, you know, a lot of people are like, huh, man, like it's tough to keep up. I don't know what's coming next. I feel tired and excited at the same time. What would you say uh, and how would you sort of send them off today? Yeah, I am a massive believer in the thousand true fans theory, um, which basically says, you know, find your top 1000 consumers who are, are true fans, not just, you know, they're buying a product here or there, um, or, or not even super fans, but true fans who will buy everything you put out. They share it with their community. They tell their friends to buy your products. You're, you're evangelists who write in feedback, um, stay really close to them and build for them and keep them highly engaged. And, um, that is, that is kind of the foundation of building a sustainable business. And that, that should be your North star as times are changing incredibly rapidly. Yes. Oh, uh, couldn't have said it better ourselves. Um, if you don't know this about us, we have a deep, deep belief that everything should be anchored in, rooted in and starting from, um, the, the true customers that the patrons, uh, of any brand. And yeah, just so happy to hear that echoed, um, and brilliant, brilliant advice. Well done. <laughs> Absolutely. Great to hear you guys agree. That's so well said. And I was, Tom, I was thinking of even, um, Anna, you don't, you might not know this, but uh, PB&J, our, our vision is, um, to, to create believers for brands worth believing in. And we describe believers to our team as the same kind of thing, you know, raving fans, evangelists, advocates, whatever kind of word you want to bring in there. But people that, you know, don't just buy something like we've got to make a customer first. We get that. But the real end result goal should be to like, how do we make believers, people that really believe in the cause, you know, they're like me and have, you know, just that one too many pair of all birds because I really believe in what they're doing and I love their product. And, um, you know, I, so I, I, that's so cool to hear you say that. And I think that's such great advice. I never heard it described in the thousand true fans philosophy. And I think I'm going to, I'm going to hold that, take that too. Along with mud water, I'll take mud water in a thousand. Yeah, if there's fans. anything you take from this conversation, <laughs> it's this. <too. laughs> 
<laughs> and Sesame Street uh, property yep, in the yep, metaverse. That's, that's going to be another one. Oh, uh, boy. I know what you can be for Halloween, Kyle. <laughs> An NFT? I was going to say Big Bird, but sure. <laughs> okay. What would that okay? Wh- I'm taking us off track here, but Anna, what would that look like if you dressed up as an NFT for Halloween? But just what would that even look like? Do you oh think? my god, there are so many different things. But I mean, it, people typically associate an NFT with artwork, and so if you want to be easily recognizable as an NFT, you could be, you know, some piece of digital art, perhaps. Um, if you want to. You know, I don't know how you would dress up as a membership program, maybe like a large percent sign um, or something along those lines <laughs> or your favorite brand who stepped into Web3. Um, you could dress up in Brilliant. all of their brand swag, um, but that might be a, a few a few too many degrees removed from the, the immediate gut reaction of what Web3 is. Oh, that was that was more more problem solving than I expected <laughs> to get off that. That's, that's good advice. <laughs> so thank for, you. Right? <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm truly, done. I'm done. Although I'm really happy wonderful. we have that soundbite for yeah. Halloween now. That'll be our Halloween episode right there. Uh, scary. Anyway. Um, the too, which is I know. Insane. Where did the year go? Yeah, we're, um, we're getting like big into this like peak season, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Giving Tuesday. Um, and, you know, it's, it's hard when you're trying to find time to also like go out to the pool with your kids, but then you're talking about the holidays and, and planning for it. Um, it's the, it's a great deal of, of seasonal tension in that, but, um, it's coming fast. So, um, yeah. Uh, anyway, Anna, it was uh, so enlightening and informative, uh, to chat with you. I mean, this, this alone is, a probably a multi-part piece, but, um, just, we appreciate so much you being on to uh, share your expertise and, and your vision for uh, where things are going, how the world, um, especially the digital world, can be and should be better, um, and just uh, sort of dropping some knowledge so that uh, these two quacks here can have a little bit more context and understanding of, of what it is that's going on and how we can bring that uh, to the table in the future. So, um yeah, really, really appreciate it. Uh, I, I hope this is not the last time that we chat and look forward to seeing what Novel is going to do in the future. Thank you. Thank now. you guys so much for, yep, the future's now. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for having me on. This was a lovely conversation. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Anna. Thanks, Anna. And we'll NFT you later. Oh, there it is. <laughs> That is the mic drop to end the podcast. Uh, I'll end the conversation. That's for sure. That's for sure. (laughs) And it's like, I am never coming back here. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much. Well, that's it for this episode of Commerce Chefs. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed and learned a little more about the secret ingredients behind being a delicious D2C brand. But if you're looking for more, make sure to join the Commerce Chefs community by following us on social at Commerce Chefs. Ask us questions, send in requests. We want to hear from you. Remember, it's just as important to feed your ears as your mouth. Because as they say... The ears are the other mouth of the head. Lastly, if you like this episode and want to support us, make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a five-star rating and review. Until next time, this has been a pinch of Kyle and a dash of Tom. We'll be cooking with you in two weeks. Black teas, red teas. 
Oh, oh, buddy, no, 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 not NFTs, NFTs, non fungible tokens. <laughs> non fungible tokens. 